Hey folks, thanks so much for tuning in to the Renegade Butcher Show, episode 28. We had a few issues tonight with the data connection, milking off that public Wi-Fi, but uh, I think we made it work. There's going to be a few little uh, eh, uncomfortable kind of audio things coming up here if you're listening in on the audio side. So I apologize about that. We'll have a few breaks, a few times where uh, I was struggling with connections. So we're going to try to upload the cleanest copy that I can of that. But I appreciate you guys hanging out and being patient there. I have a few uh, video clips from TikTok here too. And there may have been a little feedback and there were some uh, some pauses where I, while data was buffering. So I apologize for that. Thank you guys for uh, being patient and listening in. Um, anyways, if you would do me a favor, if you use Spotify at all, whether you uh, use it for podcasting, if you join over on there, or if, if, if don't go join on my account, but if you are there, if you jump on there, find the Renegade Butcher Show and just subscribe to it, it would really help me out just a little bit. Come to find out, we are uh, basically, uh, I'm going to get demonetized on Anchor if I uh, don't get at least 100 subscribers on Spotify. No big deal. If I do, I've made maybe $15, $20 in uh, the time I've run the podcast. Helps pay the uh, the hosting bill just a little bit. But they've changed some stuff up, and I need to have 100 uh, subscribers over on Spotify to uh, continue to be part of that program. So we'll see if maybe uh, I've got enough folks that listen in and that use Spotify that uh, we can kind of make that happen. So I appreciate it. It's a small way you can help support the show. With that said, thank you so much, and enjoy the show. Anyways, appreciate everybody joining in over there. Thanks for joining the Renegade Butcher Show. We've got episode 28, and today I decided to kind of follow this morning's question. If you're not in Telegram or over on TikTok, and you don't get to see the daily questions, you may not have heard, but today we're talking about rendering animal fats. Yes, Tech Time with the Butcher over there, the Lots Project. Brian says, yes, for sure. I don't even know what went on. My laptop went dead, and when I booted it back up, I kept getting errors that my time and date was wrong. So I thought I fixed it, but apparently got myself on the wrong Tuesday. So StreamYard was all confused, but hey, at least I'm not getting an error every time I go to another website now. I can correct that after the, uh, the show here. So glad everybody's over here. We've got TikTok streaming live, too, and we're going to talk about Rendering animal, animal fats tonight. So glad everybody joined in. Um, had a bunch going on, trying to wrap up deer season, finish up the last little bit of sausage and all that fun stuff. But uh, there is light at the end of the tunnel. We're finally able to see the end of things. So that'll be fun. We'll uh, we'll get there. And I've already got more stuff lined up. Been helping some folks down the road with some pigs that they've uh, uh, raised up and uh, getting those, uh, getting them on the path to getting them processed. So getting those things cut this week as well did a little bit of wild hog today that was trapped over the weekend got it slaughtered got it hung up in the cooler got it cut today and gonna get sausage knocked out tomorrow so hopefully that one should be on the road to its new owner on friday that's the idea and it just keeps on rolling on so no lard to render out of that little booger but uh, it's all going into the sausage so I think we're going to start out with something a little bit fun, though. If you aren't on TikTok, I'm not going to tell you to be on TikTok. I know a lot of people have problems with the platform, but I post a lot of stuff over there because it tends to, to get a following. So uh, if you aren't there, you probably haven't seen the, the fun from today. And the only reason I want to share it is because it's related to the whole meat and fats and rendering. I don't even want to give you too much 
too much about it right now. Let me just share this screen and uh, play this guy's video. And then I'm going to play my response to it. And then we'll come in and discuss. So I think it'll be fun. All right. If uh, I think the audio should carry over. Somebody in the comments, let me know if the audio is not. And if that's uh, complete crap, maybe I'll edit it out on the audio side. So but let me add this one to the stream here. And I'm going to pop over. And this muscle-bound roid freak over here is trying to tell us how to save money. So let me jump back to the beginning of the video. Here we go. Ten pounds. Let's be honest. Two dollars and sixty. Two dollars and sixty-six pounds. Here's what you do: you take this thing, you're gonna put it into a pot, put some water in there, bring it to a boil. All the water and the fat, you're gonna drain away from the beef. You'll be left with just beef because all of the toxicity and the beef is in the fat. Then you're gonna put it into a mixing bowl, and you'll basically reconstitute the dry ground beef with an olive oil or an avocado oil. And you're gonna basically have yourself some good beef. You went from a shitty beef, high in fat, boiled it with the water, drained it out, reconstituted it with the good fat. Now you've got a high quality product for a fraction. Okay, okay. Yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and take that one back down. Um yeah, yeah, the toxicity. He's gonna to boil out the toxicity the beef by getting rid of the let me just go ahead and, and play this for you let's see if i can change my it's got to jump in Streamyard here and change it to the other tab i actually prepped a little bit out of it open so here i am here's my response 10 pounds let's be honest two dollars <sighs> what the fuck no, do not do this. This is, this hurts my soul. This is beyond stupid. First of all, if you are worried about what is in the beef, toxins, which I ask you to define, um, because I have a feeling that the things that you think you're boiling out would be what? Things like steroids, which are not super common in beef. But I, looking at your profile, I really don't think you have a problem with those, do you, buddy? <sighs> Anyways, what makes you think it's all in the fat? And what makes you think boiling the meat in a pot full of water with the fat somehow doesn't take any water-soluble toxins and infuse them throughout the proteins that you're going to use? Not even just that. You're not saving money because you are taking a fat, a good clean animal fat. I mean, even if it does have toxins in it, it's going to be better for you than a press oil oh uh oh buffering go with my like internet this. connection is a little spicy tonight apparently i'm parked a little bit farther away from my wi-fi oil which is expensive you're going to replace what 20 percent of the volume come on now don't die on me don't die on me come on stream you, you can do it fucking oil Oil's not cheap, and beef fat is superior to both of those oils. I just can't. And then from a culinary perspective. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. Am I just going to have to, like, bail on this? Just being too damn slow. But anyways, folks. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Let's see here. 
Oh, you said my audio is a little weird with the tick. Yep. You are taking just plain unseasoned ground beef and boiling it and then adding grease back to it. What is wrong with you? No respect. If you want to eat healthier, get good clean beef, spend a little bit more on it, and don't fucking worry about it. Why would you? take that extra step to ruin perfectly good ground beef trying to make it better when you can just buy better just buy better beef don't listen to people like this this is this guy is a clown oh that's great anyway sorry folks hey uh hopefully the audio wasn't too terrible there it, it my connection was a little bit shitty I'm farther away from the Wi-Fi than I'd like to be because I don't really want to knock on the door from the cops tonight. So I apologize for that if it kind of sucked. I'll check it out after uh, after this, and uh, maybe I'll I'll edit it out on the audio side. So we'll see. But anyways, it was pretty funny. You can find that original video over there, or if you're uh, if you're on Telegram, I've got those linked as well. So check it out. It's uh, it's kind of a fun little thing, but just one of those things, you know. And I appreciate Brian for giving me the heads up. The audio was a little bit goofy. Um, anyways, yeah, what a, what a nut, you know, this guy is obviously just kind of a roid freak. He's, uh, one of these gym bros, you know, I mean, you look at the veins on this guy and everything. You can tell he's every other comment in there on his stuff is that he's taking gear, which I mean, he's, he's on steroids, you know, he's, he's roided out and he's looking to try to get, put as much protein in his body as he can, but I'm sorry, taking 80, 20 ground beef. Boiling it in water to remove the fat, then drying it out and adding avocado oil. It's not a money-saving tip, and it's not removing the toxins from beef. I'm sorry. Yes, a lot of things are stored in the fat. However, what are you trying to get rid of? You got to think about that. What are you trying to get rid of, and what are you replacing it with? Are you avoiding steroids? Which isn't nearly as common in beef. As people think that's people worry about that legitimately we should we should worry about what's in our food but first of all he's the last person that should be worried about steroids antibiotics aren't nearly as common of a problem as people seem to think uh, especially in that sort of beef which is generally from old cold dairy cows and dairy cows <laughs> yeah you're not giving them a ton of antibiotics why because for one it's an older animal why waste the expensive antibiotics on them for another if they are actively a dairy animal no, no, that there's a lot of fat in milk. If there is antibiotics in the fat of the animal, it shows up in the milk. They are tested every batch. I'm, I'm, I prefer raw milk, okay? But commercial milk, where these animals come from, they test every batch. And if antibiotics are detected, they make them dump the whole thing. Sometimes thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars worth of waste because they screwed up and had a contaminated animal contributing to the mix. So that's not really a big issue. Uh, now, am I saying that's the healthiest meat to be eaten? Fuck no. If you're buying the cheapest, cheapest log of 10 pound ground beef you can get, you're not eating good, clean beef. No. If that's your concern, buy better beef. Don't go out and buy the cheapest shit you can. Think you're gonna boil the fat out of it and make it good by adding avocado oil and think you're saving money when you just dump $20 worth of fucking avocado oil back in there to replace what you took away. Are you assuming that everything else in the meat? No. Anyway, I could rant about that for hours, but that was just kind of a funny little aside this morning. So 
Oh yeah, yeah. Old uh, Brian is worried about the guy's veins over there. He says, "I he's sure I checked him out." No, nobody. It's only yours that I that I check out. Don't worry. Um, anyways, on to something constructive. Actually, rendering fat though. If you're processing your own meat, or if you're just working with a lot of your own, you know, say you use a lot of bacon, you use a lot of hamburger. You have if you buy a quarter or half a beef. There's always those pan drippings, and those are extremely useful. We'll get to that. But let's say you butcher your own. What do you do with all the excess fat that you wouldn't want to put directly into ground beef? That you wouldn't want to put into sausage or whatnot? There's generally going to be a little bit more, especially if it's a heavily finished animal. Not always the case, but if you raise animals, it's the best way to get a hold of good, clean fat. And, I mean, we could argue about this, but my opinion is that animal fats are far superior health-wise and for cooking than any pressed seed oil that you're going to find. Um, for one, we don't need to modify it. For another, there's not a huge process that goes into it. Um, and the a healthy animal is going to have the right balance of trans, trans fats. We evolved eating those. So it's the one of the most important things that we can put in our body. We need animal fats. That's just my opinion. There's a lot of people that agree with me. There's a lot of people that disagree. However, how do you save them? How do you store them? Typically through a process known as rendering. Rendering is when you're taking the whole fatty tissue of an animal or fat that is in some other form mixed with something else like, you know, a ground meat, and you're melting that fat out, separating it so that you can purify it and store it. Now, uh, old Brian's talking about another time of oil down there. Well, if you want to try to purify those oils, that's great. Now, if you want to uh, use some animal fats in that process, so be it. But that's probably outside of the realm of this discussion, especially for a butcher in Texas. Um, anyways, so say I have a bunch of uh, trimmed beef fat or pork fat, lamb fat whatever you want to use it's all good in fact we were just talking about bear fat earlier today in my telegram chat which if you're not in you should check out because we talk about stuff like that every single day but you take that and you want to somehow melt it over a at a high enough temperature to get the fat to render to melt down but not so high that it actually scorches it and not for any an extended length of time so that you start to break down that oil while you do so. So it's kind of a balancing act. I find the easy button for me is a crock pot, a slow cooker. Um, I like to take, break it down as much as you can. Some people like to grind it. For a tabletop grinder, it's hard grinding straight fat. It, uh, it gums the thing up and it's you're going to end up working to get that ground. So I just like to dice it up or sometimes I just don't even bother and I take the whole chunks of fat that I've trimmed and put them in the crock pot. It helps to add a little bit of water to know that you don't want to have water in the final product. You also, oh, looks like we blipped out there for a second, uh, but you don't want to start a crock pot or something similar to that with no liquid in it. You could crack it. So as a safety precaution, you most likely want to start with probably about a quarter cup, half cup of water, just enough to kind of cover the bottom and you're adding those chunks of fat in. Sometimes I'll start it off on a high setting to get the temp up, but you drop it down to a low or the warm setting, depending on how long you want to do it. If you want to set it and forget it, walk away overnight, 
put it on the warm setting, on the lowest setting that you can, and just let that fat start to render. Or if you're trying to get it done in a couple hours, set it on low, watch it, pay attention to it. And you're waiting until basically most of the fat has started to melt out of all that connective tissue. Um, and you'll see the difference. They, they'll call it cracklings or, or a variety of other names uh, of what's left over. And you can pull it out, drain it, and it can season it up, make a good little snack if you like something fatty. And it's great. Waste not, want not. However, what we're really interested in here is the fat itself. So as soon as you reach that point, you want to try to get go ahead and get it separated. I like to take like a wire mesh strainer, maybe with a paper towel or some cheesecloth in it to get any kind of sediment that could be there. And uh, you're going to run it through that. Now, one, oh, there's my connection popping in and out again. Uh, one trick that really does help quite a bit is to know that when that, you know how oil and water separates, right? So some of your contaminants are going to stay in. If there's a little bit of water, they're going to stay in that lower layer or they're going to sink to the bottom of the oil. There's going to be another layer of lighter contaminants that are almost like a scum on the top. So after you've pulled, say, any of that, uh, that connective tissue, any of those larger portions out, scoop them out, allow things to sort of set and settle, separate, and spoon off that upper layer. And that's going to get rid of a lot of those contaminants. Now that middle layer, that's what you're going for, Spoon that out, get with a ladle, try not to mix up the stuff on the bottom, run that through your strainer into a jar, a bowl, whatever you want. I like to do it in a bowl and throw it in the refrigerator because I, well, we'll get to that in the next step. After that's done, put it in the refrigerator or leave it sitting out on a countertop if it's cool, leave it covered, you know, if you're worried about flies or something like that, and let it solidify. Once that fat solidifies, then you can take it, if you do it in a bowl, flip it out of there and you may see a layer almost of like gelatin or it's a totally different color. It'll be distinct on the bottom. You can scrape that off. And if you really want the purest possible product, then you can go ahead and repeat, repeat the process and render that fat again. And you'll get a really, really good clean product. Depends on what you're trying to do uh, for your, your end result. If you're using it to fry some meat in, if you're using it for uh, adding to dishes, uh, if you're doing something like a bacon grease and you want to keep that flavor, don't worry about double rendering and all that fun stuff. However, if you're trying to do something like baking, you're making pie crusts, you want a very neutral flavored fat, double rendering it or triple rendering it even is not a bad idea. Um, and another trick when it comes to that, if you want to keep the fat as neutral flavored as possible, make sure there is nothing in it that resembles meat, the color red, anything. Pure white, cleanest fat, trim everything else out. A lot of times I'll do two different grades of fat. One that's just for like pan frying meats and another that is my pure, hard, white, clean fat. Now you do want to make sure there's no water in this. So if you sit that in your refrigerator and it congeals, that fat hardens up and you've got water in the bottom, you know you probably added a little bit too much at the beginning or you just want to make sure that that's not present in it because fat in with water in the same container in an enclosed container over time will cause spoilage. It's it rancidity. It gives the environment that bacteria can breed in without that, without any water. If just fat has no access to oxygen or water, typically it lasts a very long time without going rancid. Um, we were just talking earlier in my telegram group with uh, Kyle, who was on my show last week. And uh, we were discussing, uh, pretty much this topic and he cans all of his fat 
as in like pressure cans his fat. So that would be a really cool discussion. Maybe we'll talk about uh, that with him uh, later on or uh, another episode and uh, get his uh, his take on it, how he does that. There's plenty of guidelines out there on how to do it. It's a great way to store it if you don't want to keep it in your refrigerator. Um, now, I mean, as far as storage goes, I personally typically freeze most of my fat, either whole fat that I've trimmed until I get around to rendering it because I don't always just render it right away. Sometimes I just I make it a project, do a bunch at a time, or I will render it and then I will put it into a bowl or a tray or something like that and let it uh, sort of render out into slabs that I'll break into manageable pieces, put them in a vacuum seal bag, seal them up and throw them in the freezer to store. And that's the longest lifespan I'm probably going to get out of stored fat. Fat will still start to go rancid in a frozen environment eventually. It's just a lot slower. Um, I find, and from what I've seen, if I do a good job on my rendering, I've got a couple of years of, of life out of uh, some rendered fat. Potentially more than that, but I feel safe not worrying about any rancidity or off flavors for a couple of years with rendered fat in a sealed frozen bag. That's uh, that's what I prefer to do. So um, if anybody in the comments has any questions on this process or any ideas uh, on ways that we could do it better, uh, there's other ways to do it. This is just my way. Feel free to chime in. Let me know. I should pop over there and see. Oh, yeah, I see on Telegram. Old Brian says, yes, yeah, three points. You've been busy. And uh, he says, this guy loves the meat. I do love the meat. Just, uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Just not your meat. I like my own. Anyways. Oh, Lordy. So I appreciate y'all tuning in for this. Um, let's see. Hold on. Got a jet. He says he's rock on. Uh, love how to chew the fat. Yes, yes. All right, Brian, take care. We'll uh, holler at you later. I appreciate it, dude. And uh, let's see here. What the heck? Hey, we got another one, a gift badge. I'll appreciate the gifts over there. Look at all those from uh, Sickest Jedi. Hey, man, how are you doing? This guy was my bartender over at the first float fest, and uh, he is a badass. Love this guy. He's a professional bartender out in Vegas. Rock on, man. Glad you uh, dropped in and checked it out. Thanks so much for supporting everything over there on TikTok. Uh, yeah, we're trying out this TikTok live thing. We'll see how it goes. So, I mean, since I have enough followers. Speaking of that, I mentioned earlier, I posted it up in the chat. You can find the link there. If you use Spotify, if you don't use Spotify, don't worry about this. Don't go out of your way. But if you use Spotify already, if you would, go on over to the Renegade Butcher on Spotify and subscribe. That would help me out just a little bit. Um, Anchor, who I do the audio side of the podcast through, is the same company. They're owned by Spotify. Uh, Spotify bought them, and they've been integrating with them. So that's very helpful in a lot of ways. They've added some cool features. Like I can actually do like a video podcast on Spotify now if I want to take the time to do the full upload. So it's it's a pretty cool, interesting uh, little way to uh, integrate both the audio and the video side of things. So I like that. But Anchor, since I've started using them uh, a little over a year ago or whatnot, have had a program where you could do... Basically, I could do a voiceover commercial for Anchor itself and add it to my podcast. So if you've listened to my podcast on the audio side, you've probably heard me kind of plug in Anchor a little bit. 
and usually I'll add those into it and it kind of monetizes it if uh, I, I want to say it's per listen or something like that in 10 months I probably made 15 20 bucks it's nothing big but they tossed me a little bit for promoting them so hey come to find out they've changed their rules a little bit and they're going to base the eligibility for that program on Spotify listeners versus the overall I guess podcast downloads so I have to have a hundred subscribers on Spotify, I guess, to be able to continue to be part of the uh, monetization. So if you happen to use Spotify, go over there and join. I appreciate that. And uh, it'll help me out just a little bit if I can keep that going. So nothing major, but I mean, it'll pay for some web hosting. So thanks for that. Anyways, um, also something I want to cover tonight is ways to use the fat, ways to use that rendered fat. Well, same way you'd use most other fats, vegetable oils, things like that. Pan frying, deep frying, um, flavoring, just nutrition in general. Uh, any way you would use a vegetable oil, and, and I prefer to use an animal fat over a vegetable oil whenever possible anyway. I think it's healthier. Um, I don't think there's a lot to gain from pressing seed oils. I think it's... Uh, extremely costly and labor-intensive process that the only reason we've made it cheaper we promoted it so much is because it's a byproduct of other industries and we've developed our technology to the point where we can manage to pull that off there is no way to do so sustainably without major industrial equipment if you are trying to produce your own food trying to be somewhat self-sufficient if you were 200 years ago you didn't have access to anything but like olive oil if you were in a region where you could get a hold of olive oil or you could trade for it i mean nobody's out there pressing safflower oil or rapeseed oil nobody was gathering enough of that and finding a way to process it and they certainly weren't doing things like hydrogenating it trying to make margarine no these things aren't healthy. They're not natural. They're the farthest thing from it. And yes, while I agree, cheap, crappy beef, pork, anything else that's raised in a bad environment or fed poorly is going to, you know, be bad for you. No shock there. Good, solid, clean pasteurized beef, pork, lamb, whatever is the healthiest fat you can put in your body. And it's essential for our ability to, to, to be healthy, for our cells to replicate, for our bodies to heal, for us to be able to absorb vitamins and minerals. I am not a biologist. <laughs> I am not a doctor. I know enough to get myself in trouble, but I do know based on everything I have dug into and researched when it comes to health, nutrition, and food, that my choice is to focus on animal fats in my diet as much as possible. Um, one thing I've wanted to experiment a little bit with, and I have not, is making mayonnaise with only animal products. On, with, with Instead of using olive oil or something like that, using maybe like pork lard. Or I'm interested to try something like uh, what Kyle was talking about, a bear fat. Since it seems to stay a little bit more liquid. That could be quite interesting. So he's in a region where they have access to it. I do not um, but there are other uses beyond just food, right? Here we go. Looks like I'm popping out. All right, there we go. My 
data connection is a little sketchy tonight, so hopefully it hangs in there. Anyways, who's heard of homemade soap? You know that's uh, originally made from animal fats, lards, tallows, and they would produce their own lye from straining wood ashes to make it. Now, granted, I'm not saying go out there and boil some wood ashes, dump it in some Crisco, and go to town. It's not going to work quite that way. There are measurements. There are ways to do this the right and the wrong way, and you don't want to get a lye burn. That's, uh, that sucks. It's acid. <laughs> or, it's, or actually, it's alkaline, should I say. Where did I get that wrong? Someone correct me in the comments. Anyways, that's... If I can adjust my little antenna just a bit there, and if that helps. If I lose you guys, I'll be right back. I can't guarantee that I'm going to edit all this out on the audio. So if you do hear it on the audio and you get some skips and jumps, I appreciate you. You are a trooper for hanging in there and listening to it all. Oh, appreciate that, folks. Anyways, uh, someone else was saying earlier that uh, they use uh, they use it for creams and, and, and body ointments and things like that. We'll also come to find out pork fat, lard, is one of the closest fats biologically to human fat. Your body absorbs it so quickly. It's ridiculous. And it's probably the best thing that you can use to make something like a salve. Because when you do a salve, a salve, however people want to say it, you're basically infusing the essential oils of an herb into a base, right? A base oil that's meant to be absorbed into your body. So if you use an oil that is going to be easily and quickly absorbed into your body well what happens it gets absorbed more quickly and more efficiently it doesn't just stay as a grease on top of your skin if you take a little some pork fat or some salve made from a pork fat and you put it on your arm it'll be dry in 10 minutes it'll be gone your skin soaks it right the heck up if you take something that's olive oil and beeswax i mean it does a good job but it sits on your skin half an hour hour later you're still greasy you can still feel it there I have some old salve that actually right now my thumb has been a little bit sore, like a joint thing over the weekend. Been doing a lot of pork skinning. It's been a while since I've skinned a bunch of pigs. And if you skin the pig, you know, it's about as much work to skin a whole pig as it is a beef. So a little bit out of practice. I haven't been skinning in a while. So my thumb was a little bit sore just from joint work, holding a knife in a specific way. So I took some comfrey salve that I have, which is really good for joints and tendons and things like that. And I've had it for about two years. It's my, my older batches made with olive oil and beeswax. Rubbed it in there. I can still feel it. It's helped. My joint feels better. I mean, it's not 100%, but it feels better than when before I put the salve on. But it's still greasy. My next batch that was using pork lard, and I thickened it with a bit of beeswax. I could put that on anything, and it's gone. I mean, it's just gone. You can't even tell it's there. Like, within five, ten minutes pretty impressive and that's animal fats for you so tells you something that your body wants it that much why would your body crave it that much and want to just absorb it that quickly if it's not something that's naturally a part of our diet and what we put into ourselves just questions to ask uh but anyway what i want to try next time i do it see see now beef fat is a much harder fat it has a higher smoke temp 
It has a higher melt point. It's very much when you do it, especially if it's a, a grain finished beef, less so with grass finished beef, but still much harder than pork fat. It's more akin to a wax. In fact, tallow used to be used to make candles. That's another thing you could use it for. Any of these animal fats can be used as a cooking fuel, could be used as a, uh, you know, a candle fuel, a campfire stove fuel, if you know what you're doing. Well, I want to try to use tallow instead of the beeswax sometime to thicken the pork fat. Because the pork fat, once you get over a certain temperature, say you want to keep a jar of it in your car in case you have scratches and injury or something like that, well, it goes liquid. You know, lard will melt at a certain point. And I'm in Texas, so that certain point is about nine months of the year. So thickening it is very helpful, especially in warmer environments. We use beeswax for that. I want to try it with some beef tallow and see how it works. Just give it a shot. Have it be a 100% animal fats involved. If anybody's tried that, let me know. I've been playing with the whole uh, fat as a salve base for a few years now, and uh, I'm pretty impressed with it. That's how I use most of my extra, though. How do you use your extra animal fats? Do you render them? Do you preserve them? Do you use them in other products? If so, please write in the comments. Let me know. Uh, let me know on YouTube. Shoot me a message. Join us over on Telegram. Let's discuss it. Or follow me over there on TikTok. Appreciate it. Hey, again, TikTok. Thanks, everybody, for all the support over there. And talk about it. We have a great community on Telegram that I'm always harping on that. But seriously, guys, we got over 80 people in there. There's new people trying to join all the time. I always try to check them out and make sure they're not bots. Uh, we're not 100%, but we're pretty dang close to keeping all the scammers and spammers out. It's usually good discussions. We have a question. I've dialed it back to about five days a week. I've, I've taken the weekends off the last couple of weeks, but uh, pretty much every day I throw up an audio question. And we have good discussions over in that group, and I usually echo that over on TikTok too. And that's growing like uh, like wild as well. So, But if you ever have questions and you want to be involved in that community, be sure to check it out. You can find my link in the show notes right there. You can follow the Itty Bitty Tips link, and that will uh, show you all my different links. So it's really easy to find the Telegram group. But I do have the Telegram group linked right here directly in the show notes. It should carry over on whether you're listening on the audio side, you're watching the video, whatever you're doing. So be sure to uh, join in over there. And we really do very much appreciate that. Uh, and uh, it, it does help you support the community, of course, but get you involved in it too. Um, if you watched the last episode, Kyle is a uh, custom exempt butcher up in New Hampshire. And we had a whole discussion. He'll be on the show again. I'm surprised he's not in the uh, chat here tonight. I'm sure he's busy taking care of his kids, but he's uh, in that chat too. That's another guy who's doing basically what I'm doing who's able to jump in and weigh in on, on things and, and give you good advice. So if you are somebody who is looking to save money, to be more involved in your own meat, to learn how to cut your own meat, how to raise your own meat, how to produce your own meat, how to butcher any of these things, even just how to cook meat better, that's what we're all about. So check out the Liberty Meat Chat over there on Telegram. It's a great place to be. Um, I'm probably gonna wrap it up here real quick, guys. I think it's starting to get dark out, as you can tell. Um, we've, uh, about 35 minutes. So been a pretty good little show. I think we've covered the basics of it. I'm sure there'll be more questions though. So be sure to jump in there and let me know. 
I'll be over there on Telegram pretty much every day. I'll be uh, here on YouTube at least once a week. I try to uh, get uh, my podcast out on Tuesday. And if I don't, it's usually within a day or two, and I'll announce it over on Telegram and other places. And there we go. All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and close this thing down. I'm going to get the audio side uploaded, and I appreciate you guys all hanging out and checking this stuff out with me. Um, Have a great night, and be free. Hey, folks, I really hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for tuning in. Just going to give you a heads up. Episode 30 that's going to be coming up here on March 7th is going to be with Brian from The Lots Project. Maybe uh, we can be nice and get his wife, Corey, to pop on, too. If you guys don't know Brian and Corey, they uh, sold their homestead earlier last year and uh, went on the road. They are full-time in an RV with three large dogs, and they're traveling around and meeting other people in the community and helping folks set up their own places. So they uh, they raised a bunch of poultry, rabbits. I had him on on episode, back on episode five, I think. Uh, he's become a real good friend of mine. He's been down here in Texas over the winter, hanging out, uh, just staying away from all that cold northern weather. weather. Uh, but he's been helping me out at the shop. So I figure before they leave, because they're getting ready to head on out, they're heading towards Tennessee, uh, before they roll out of here, I'm going to do a live interview with Brian, and hey, maybe if Corey wants to jump on too, we'll uh, be hanging out and chatting. So that will be 6 p.m. Central Time, coming up here on the 7th. Be sure to tune in. We're going to hang out, cook a little bit, have a little bit of barbecue, and then go revisit some of the previous topics and do kind of an after action report of of the winter and in his interaction with me and all that fun stuff so be sure to tune in should be fun we'll be hanging out live and it's always a good old time appreciate y'all have a good one